This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. everybody welcome back to 19 cats and counting i think she's at 20 now it's really hard to keep track um, yeah i think yeah 20. it's yeah, 20 20 20 so i am super excited of course our wonderful hostess with the mostest is with us rita reimers and we are finally getting to interview someone we've wanted to interview for a long time peter cohen there's so much to talk about with this guy but my main selling point is i finally found someone who has more cats than rita so as soon as we come back from this sponsored ad, we thank our sponsor so much. We will be back to introduce Peter and talk to him. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. It's Linda Hall, your co-host. Do I have our hostess with the mostest with us, Rita? You do, and you are correct. I'm back to my max of 20. I took in two senior cats who were dumped at the local shelter here by their owner. I know no history, except that they were not doing well at the shelter. So, of course, my rescue friend, Sharon, put out an appeal, and she tapped me on it because she knew I lost two kitties, and I technically had two openings. So, yeah, they're here. They've been here for about two weeks now. The girl, Missy, she actually came in here a minute ago. She's very friendly, but Scooter, they're related, but they're not from the same litter. He's a lot older. I suspect maybe he's her daddy. I don't know. But he, um, he's doing well, but he's very focused on eating, drinking, and sleeping. He's made friends with them. Um, me, too. He's oh, me too. He's my <laughs> friends with my ambassador cat, Simba. Uh-huh. I touched noses over the phone <gasps> last night, which I was so excited about. I think Simba's secretly in love with Missy, but Missy, you know, she'll only let him get too close. And then she goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Yep. But we have someone on board here today, Peter. Yes. We found somebody who has more cats than me. I love it. Yes. And and the initial poll, the way we found out about Peter and then found out there was so much more to him mm-hmm. was Rita started sending me pictures she found on the internet of things Peter had done to his home for his cats. I and love I his start house. getting these texts. We I have want to house. do this. We have to do this. I love this. So welcome, Peter. Oh. It's good to have you here. So tell first of all, you have to tell us how many cats you've got and, and just give us a little background how you how you started this community in your home. And you've got to tell us about the things you did to your home that are driving Rita nuts. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I, I actually grew up with dogs. And when I 
when I bought this house 30 years ago, it came with two stray indoor outdoor cats. And I started feeding them. And then uh, one was killed by a car, unfortunately. And the second one was injured. And I adopted two little kittens to keep the injured cat company. And I got addicted to cats. Uh, and that was 30 years ago. We now have 26 rescued cats that are indoor. Oh, only. I love it. That's amazing. And as I'm a builder, I started building catwalks for them many, many years ago. And the more catwalks I built, the more cats I could have because it turned your house into a 3D space. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I never intended to have 26. That just happened because it's hard to say no. That is our limit. We don't plan to go beyond 26. I, like I don't pass 20. Yeah, you have to have a limit because at some point you can't give them all the attention that they require. Yes, attention and, you know, medical care and, and, and yeah, time, right? Time to be with them. So, but our limits, it keeps moving. It, it, it was 10 and, and now it's 25. <laughs> yeah, my limit used to be 10. <laughs> oh, how naive I was. After, yeah. after six. You know, one more is, is less and less of a... Yeah. I tried to tell Linda that when she added four new ones a little while ago, but she didn't buy it. She said there's a big difference between seven and 11. Well, I, I think the main problem with us was that um, my daughter's husband passed from COVID in August. So she had to move back home. She's 32. Every 32-year-old wants to live with their mother, right? But she had four cats and I had seven, I think, when that happened because we just lost Warren. Yeah. And so I think it was moving four cats who were already in their own little community and had their ways into the house with my seven because... I expected to have problems with her four. What I didn't expect was that my seven were going to start acting up and cause and being that. behaving in ways that were just like, what are you doing? You don't do that. <laughs> do you find that happens a lot with you, Peter, when you bring in new ones? Yeah. In fact, we, we are limited to uh, adopting only kittens because bringing in kittens is easier than older cats. It sure is. We usually adopt one or two kittens a year uh, from a local shelter um, and it, it, it disrupts Anyway, right? When you change, uh, if you move a couch in a house, you can disrupt a, a house full of cats. And yes. so we bring them in and then we go through months of, of uh, readjusting of the hierarchy and, and then we get back to kind of a normal. I owned a cat yeah. sitting company for years and I'll never forget this one cat I sat for. His name was Max. He was a little skittish anyway, but he liked me until one day I leaned against a chair that slid across the floor and made a noise. And after that, he wouldn't come near me. I had to get a different sitter from my staff to take it over, take him over because he wouldn't come near me after that. It doesn't take much to freak out a cat. Nope. nope. Figuring uh, out what's bothering a cat is a, is a science slash art. I really need to pet that cat by your arm right there. I that know, is, is the fluffiest, is that prettiest cookie monster? cat. Is that Cookie Monster? No, no. This is a Blackbird. Cookie, oh. uh, cookie Monster is downstairs. She's uh, in my bedroom because she's under uh, treatment for lymphoma and the doctor right. wanted to separate from the other cats because of a weakened immune system. How's she doing? She's doing really good. Uh, she's in the fifth week of what they call a CHOP protocol, uh -huh. uh, it's kind of a last-ditch effort for advanced lymphoma. Um, and the fact that she's still here is a good sign. Awesome. Uh, and then she gets a staging where they do a deep check to see if it's actually working in three weeks, and then we'll find out our, what our path is. <sighs> so you've taken on a certain medical issue as kind of your pet project. FIP. Tell us how you got involved with uh, FIP and what is that for people who don't know? So feline infectious peritonitis, which is known as FIP, is actually, it's a mutated version of a common coronavirus in cats. So almost all cats have the coronavirus and it's harmless. And in one to 3%, 
for reasons they don't completely understand, it mutates into the deadly form of FIP. And before 2016, it was always fatal. And in 2016, uh, because of the theme of my cat house, when I had a cat diagnosed with FIP, I was connected with researchers at UC Davis, Dr. Niels Peterson and others, uh, who were doing uh, using human antiviral drugs to treat FIP, much like they treat HIV in humans. And uh, I had a cat, Miss Bean, who got into the trial. Uh, she unfortunately didn't make it through the end. Uh, but another cat I adopted during the trial, Smokey, uh, went on to become one of the first cats ever cured. Wow. And when I met Dr. Peterson, of course, I said, how can I help? And he said, we need money, lots and lots of money, because animal research is hard to fund. It is. So, so we set up Zen by Cat as a legal nonprofit to raise money for those research. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the fact that FIP is now no longer considered 100% fatal. But the problem is not a lot of people can afford the medication. And you were telling us something before we went on the air about why that's becoming even harder to get. So yeah, the the issue with the drug that can cure FIP, it's not currently approved for you. So the only way you can buy this drug is uh, from online sellers, uh, all from China. Uh, It's technically not legal. Uh, We have helped uh, cats all over the world get this drug. uh, And we have cured thousands of cats. It is very expensive. Uh, Initially, when the the first person started doing this about uh, almost two years ago, it was up to $20,000 to cure a cat. Wow. Uh, we can cure a cat as low as $1,500. It's a 12-week treatment. Uh, But it's hard to get. It's expensive. It's difficult to use. And these were never meant to be the final solution. This was the first success. It does make FIP technically treatable, but the the drug and the treatment is out of reach to most people, which is why Cat stays focused on raising money. The researchers are working on better, faster, cheaper drugs, and that's our main focus. But we do help other cats as well. I get contacted two or three times a day from people all over the world with FIP cats. I connect them with people who can help them get the treatment and, and we save cats, which is quite amazing. I love that. And you were telling us that the drug now they're finding that's helping FIP is also helpful in treating COVID-19 in humans. Is that correct? Yes. And this is a double-edged sword. So FIP is a coronavirus in cats and COVID-19 is a coronavirus in humans. And so they are testing, there are actually two drugs that cure FIP. Uh, one is called GS441524. That's the one that everyone's using. That one is in trials. Its cousin drug is remdesivir, which uh, I think a lot of people now know about COVID-19. Uh, GS is a, just a, a variant of that. So both of those are being tested on humans. And then the, the drug that actually cured Smokey, the first drug is called GC376. That one also they're testing on humans. And the double-edged sword about this is because they're testing it on humans, it makes it even harder to get it for cats. Sure. They're giving humans the priority, I'm sure. Linda, I'm enjoying watching your cats go back and forth. None of my... Uh I have Simba here, but none of mine are appearing on camera. Oh. You guys both have. I Kis- love it. Kismet was on my bed. I don't know where I saw he that. went, but Subra's on there now. Yeah. <laughs> take turns. That's, so like that fussy the long and the short of it is that as people start maybe demanding the drug more, there's more of a demand for it. Hopefully the price will of it will go down. But right now, since it's being used in the COVID trials, it's, it's, it's probably going to be a long time since it's widely before it's widely available and affordable to the general public for cats. The trouble with GS is that the patent owner, the American drug company that owns it, does not want to release it for cats. So we don't know if it will ever become available legally for cats. But we are that if it is, if it becomes legal for humans, that uh, vets could use it off-label. So 
that would be a silver line. I remember when FIV was a death sentence for cats and Linda yeah. has a FIV cat. Yeah, I well, and I had many, many years ago in another life, we had this cat that we ended up taking in. He was hanging out outside. Somebody had shot him in the butt with a pellet gun or a BB gun. So we cleaned it up. And my daughter was two at the time. She's 32 now, if that tells you how long ago that was. And uh, she named him Boo Boo because he had a Boo Boo on his butt. And so finally, I'm like, all right, we're taking this stupid cat in. We can't stand this anymore. Well, the cat kept breaking out the screens. We used to joke that he'd just whip out his little claw and go, you know, cut a little square. and Because, uh, you know, he smelled some females outside. So we took him in to get him fixed. And I got a call from the vet's office and they didn't know much as much about FIV at the time. And they told me that he had FIV and that it was like AIDS for cats and that there was just no hope and they were going to euthanize him. And I got there and picked him up and I brought the box out and they had put him in a garbage sack. I'm like still traumatized over this 30 years later. They'd put him in a garbage sack and I'm in the car ripping open the sack going, my cat is not garbage, it's boo-boo. You know, it was just, so now look how far FIV has come. I've got Kismet, the orange one who was laying behind me, has FIV and, you know, it just we kind of got to watch out for his immune system. And when my entire family caught COVID, it was like no one breathe on Kizzy or touch him because we were worried about his respiratory. But yeah, he's fine. There's nothing. He loses teeth, which apparently goes with it. I think he has four left. I'm not sure. And um, so, yeah, he gets an extra serving of wet food every day that the others don't get. But, uh, you know, it's come so far. And then FIP was the same way. It was deadly. And I remember we had a sitter once and we did some research and we were like, just don't bring any toys back and forth because the saliva, wash your hands really well, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. And then that's the last I heard until we fell on you. And I'm like, wait, they can cure this. Oh my gosh. You know, this has come so far. And another thing that people should know is FIP is not contagious, that the harmless coronavirus. Well, that's good to know. So, so if you have a cat that's diagnosed with FIP, you do not need to separate them from your other cats. It doesn't work that way. And there are clusters where, you know, two or three cats in one household will get FIP, but these are just statistically, uh, they happen because so many cats get it. It is not horizontally contained. See, I didn't know that. I I worked in rescue for a long time. And the rule of thumb was if one of the fosters had an FIP cat, that we wouldn't give them another cat till they sterilized everything so wow that's good to know yeah and and you don't have to throw away beds and sterilize everything the general rule is you know you keep your house clean and you change litter boxes and you do normal cleaning that some of the triggers for fip are stress so that reduces stress but there's no reason to bleach your house when you get an fip look at how different the i mean everything we read said they were terribly contagious and you know beware and it reminds me of the old stigma of of aids back in the day and nobody would touch them or go near them and now it's like please he could lick you and you'll be fine (laughs) i know right yes it is analogous to the so how can people help your organization peter so so Cat again we're a, a legal 501c3 nonprofit. And I want to be really clear that it, the money that comes into Zen by Cat doesn't go to House of Neko, my house. We don't use any money for my cats or my house. Uh, Zen by Cat, there's no paid positions. And we actually, what makes us pretty unique in the fundraising, where we guarantee that 90 cents of every dollar that comes in goes to the researchers. Awesome. We fund two groups. We fund Dr. Peterson's group at UC Davis called SOC FIP. Mm-hmm. And at his insistence, because he's a real scientist, uh, we give the other half of our money 
to uh, Design Foundation, and they distributed it to researchers all around the world dedicated to FIP, whether it's trying to find a vaccine, a definitive test, because there actually is no definitive test yet, or you know, better drugs. So the, the best way people can help uh, ZenbiCat help end FIP is we have a call, uh, the FIP Warrior Club, where you sign up for $10 a month automatic donation. And the reason this is such a big deal is because raising money is really expensive. And if our goal is to get lots and lots of people to each give $10 a month, it's two cups of coffee. And that is the least expensive way to raise money. And our, our ultimate goal is to get 5,000 donors because that would let us give a million dollars a year. And I love it. Person, when I asked him, how much money do you need? He said $1 million a year. So I've been trying to meet that goal. We're not so close yet, but that's how you can help. We also have an online store where we work with lots of companies, mostly small companies uh -huh. who donate sales. Uh, so shopping online store uh, helps not only raise money, but right. it helps let them know that there's a, a supportive group of humans who support companies that support FIP research. So zenbycat.org is where we can find all this. Is our website. And on that website, zenbycat.shop, you can find the shop, you can find okay. how to join the club, and you can find lots and lots of cat videos because we've been making videos for 30 years. So even if you just want cat videos of my 26 cats and the house that's built for them, uh, zenbycat.org, you can find Oh, it. yeah. Oh, We're yeah. going to take a break in a minute, but I will pledge to be one of your... $10 a month donors. I know Linda already said she will. So yep. you've got two new donors towards your 5,000 donor goal. And we, when people sign up, we give them a free warrior t-shirt. <gasps> is that that one you're wearing? Well, it comes in many styles, but this is uh -huh. one of them. Yeah. I love uh, it. And a good way to raise awareness. So that's Yes. It. Yes. All right. We'll take our break. And when we come back, we'll be back with Rita and Peter because I have so much more I want to hear. Oh yeah. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Oh, Rita's making fun of me because I bought my head during the commercial space anyway. You can't <laughs> see when you're listening to it on the radio, but I will post this video so you can see her So you can see Linda's head bow. Oh, there's Kismet. See the orange cat behind me? That's that's my FID I think Supra's right still there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Supra lives on my bed all the time. If she's but gone, she's pretty she's... protective. I'm, I'm waiting to hear right she no, she does really well with most cats as long as they're not vying for my attention. Like she doesn't like my husband and I. We we always like spoon and cuddle, and I'm a cuddler. So we lay spooned, and she will go around and wedge in between us, just work her way until she is smack dab in between. Just like us. a child. 
Yes. One day, just to see what she would do, I put my arm around Brian. So it covered where her head was. So she just put her paw up and held my arm. (laughs) So Peter, I am absolutely enamored with your house. Did you do all this catification work yourself? So I have a general contracting company. So my (gasps) carpenters have done this work for me. Oh my gosh. No wonder and it's so perfect. <laughs> thank you. And, and we started this long before I was involved with FIP, just to, to show people that humans and cats can live together to the benefit of both, that you can make your house cat friendly without giving up everything to the cats. Sure. But I will tell you that we- Please we, tell we me how to do that. <laughs> so, and people watch the videos of my house and they, they ask, how do you keep it so clean? How does everything work so well? And the truth is, you know, we give up a lot. We don't have any carpets. Uh, we have uh, just a I'm almost there. I have two rooms with carpet left. I wa- it needs to go. Though even little rugs, you know, when, when cats are upset, the first thing they do is pee to let, let you know that they're upset. So, oh, really? We didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We figured that one out. <laughs> We're yeah. kidding. Yeah. So, so we gave up carpets. We, we don't have very many. Uh, we don't have upholstered furniture. We have waterproof covers, heads, things like that. Oh, that's smart. Uh, and we clean, you know, it, 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 with 26 cats, we spend a day just cleaning up the cats and we spend a good weekend day cleaning the whole house. Uh, before COVID, we used to have help with that. But since since March, there's just two humans and these cats. Now, I so, have to ask, what is your couch? What, what kind of material is the sofa is the biggest? I mean... Yes, uh, I'm we, a behaviorist, but if cats want to scratch the sofa, they're going to scratch the sofa, okay? And the, they're opening the little sides, you know? I've, I've been through this with many sofas. What do you sit on? Well, we, we only have a couch and a big round chair in, uh-huh. in, to sit on. Uh, the couch we no longer sit on, it's just covered with cat beds. But it's covered with a uh-huh. waterproof material. I went to a, an upholsterer and just asked, can you make a cover that's waterproof and washable? Can uh-huh. you make it looks like fabric and it, and we have two of them so we can change them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have this big round blue chair that I sit on and I'm covering with cats. Same thing. We just made a waterproof cover. Like one of those big round Papasan chairs. I love yes. that. Yes. I yeah. love those chairs. They're so comfortable. I sit down on that and I can have 10 cats. Uh, oh, that's people happy. ask me too. They ask me as I'm watching your cat. How do you keep the cats off the counter? And I just laugh at them. Like, really? If you've got cats? I mean, mine know not to go up on the counter when I'm making food and stuff. But uh, and they know not to sit on the stove. But you can't when you have that number of cats, you cannot get them to stay off the counter. There's not a way. That's correct. The the cats know not to do it in front of us. But they we find. Yeah, Linda caught her cats. She thought she. (laughs) She thought she was so smart. She had her cats trying not to go up there. And, yeah. Back know. back when I had like four or something, that not such a number. Um, yeah, I had my I had my cats trained. Believe me, they would not get on the stove or the counters or uh-huh. the dining room table or the kitchen table. They would uh-huh. and I would have told you that. I would have sworn. So one day we left the house and I forgot something. So I turned around and came in. Well, when we left the house, Warren jumped up on the dining room table to take a snooze. And he was so out knowing that I was gone that he didn't hear me come in. He looked up and had this, oh, oh, look on his face. Like, I am so busted. Busted. And that was was the day I learned they, yeah, I've got them trained to do things not in front of me. (laughs) We used to be better at it, keeping off the counter. But uh, when we joined our house, 
you know, he, he didn't have to follow any rules because he, he's the FIP cat who was 12 weeks of twice daily, really painful injections. Aww. So, uh, and he's doing fine. He's four years since treatment. Oh, how he's awesome. Cured, but he didn't follow any rules. So he would be on the counter. And then the other <laughs> soon decided they could also break the rules. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you I, you yeah. can't let one and do it and not the other. Like my, my parents, they're dog people. They have six dogs now. They had eight, but two passed away. And for some reason, the big dog, she's a German shepherd mixed with something. I don't know. He, he lets her go on one, my dad lets her go on the one sofa, but not the other. But the other dogs can go on both sofas. And I keep saying, that's not fair. She doesn't understand the difference. It's just not fair. If one does it, you've got to let the others do it. You just I have to. You. No, it, it's, it's like kids. And I, I've told Rita a million times, do not ever let anyone tell you you are not a mother. Because you totally, I've had human babies and fur babies. And it's... The same thing, except the fur babies never grow up past the toddler stage. Okay. And you don't this, have to send them your, to college. Well, yeah, there's that. But yeah, yeah, there are benefits. But, you know, think about it with your kids. Would you say now, Johnny and Susie, you can sit on the couch and watch this movie. Oh, Jimmy, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. I don't know. Uh, it's a good thing I was an only child because I think there would have been some animosity between me and a sibling when my dad let the sibling do something he didn't let me do. Exactly. Yeah, you thing. can't do that. You can't do that. So, Peter, you've learned that if one cat does it, the other cats automatically have to be allowed to do it. Sure. And and, and all cats have different personalities. So different cats do different things. I have sure. a, a cat, um, Sesame Seed, who, who just likes to jump up onto the kitchen counter and sit behind the sink uh, and play with the water. And yeah. so we let them do that because, again, cats don't really follow rules. And if you're a cat person, then you get joy out of that. And you, of just, course, we just, yeah, we clean the counters before we use them. So. Exactly. Yeah. I have, I have friends that won't visit me because I have so many cats and that's fine. You know, it's their house. It's not yours. I think it's heaven. Back when I had what eight cats, the last few times I went to visit Rita, she's got this lovely guest room and I won't sleep in it. Nobody I want to sleep it. on her couch because that's where the cats come, you know, and it's like, Staying at a cat cafe for a week. It's awesome. I, I just I like, could probably charge for that's it. That's what I told you. You put out if I can stay the night at a cat house for, for a hundred bucks. People would do that. Absolutely. Coming home from a difficult day in the human world and, and, and sitting down with cats is, is a, an amazing escape. And that was our original message that cats can actually help you uh, be calm and, and, and de-stress from the world. So. Yes. Yeah, they help yes. people, they help with the blood pressure. And they also, I'm sure you know this, they purr at the same megahertz as bones when they heal. So if you've got something like a sore or something and your cat's laying against it purring, they're helping you heal. I, I know they make they make me feel better. So that's... me too. Yes. They Not used that... to do that was like an old saying back in the day, like if you have a broken bone, let your cat lay with you, like back old timey doctor wisdom. And and it's true with their it's purring. True. I have a daughter who um, has a seizure disorder and Kismet will find her when she's starting to go into a seizure and will lay on her and purr. And he has stopped her seizures from coming on before. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, and then he gets exhausted and he's got to uh, lay down because he takes all of that energy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I sent her a picture the other day. She had just started into a seizure and he'd taken care of her and they're both like on the chair. <laughs> he was wrapped around her neck. The thing about cats is they don't really care what you think or don't think. And 
my father, uh, who's no longer alive, but when he used to visit, he, he hated cats. You know, he just didn't like them. And he mm-hmm. would sit on the couch and they would cover him. And he would just sit there really uncomfortable as they just laid on him and purred around. Him. And, and the cats didn't care. The cats yes, died. yes. It's a warm lap. Yeah. Well, my husband said he hated cats too, and we weren't allowed to have any. <laughs> Eleven. See what happened later. to that? Yeah. Well, my well, my daughter started volunteering at a rescue, and she was under sixteen, so I had to go with her. And you know, idiots walking into a rescue. I remember <laughs> Linda. Linda and I, we've known each other for what, like twenty years now, but we weren't really, really close friends until about four years ago, when Linda first started getting cats. I remember she direct messaged me on Facebook, and she was embarrassed to admit she had four. And I'm like, four, honey. Lightweight. I'm like, four is nothing. <laughs> well, we, we kept talking about Subra, and then finally Brian said, All right, one, one cat. So we go to pick up my one cat, and Jackie's the uh, owner of the shelter's like, uh, Rescue is like, you know, they really do better with two. So, okay, two, just two cats. And then we ran into Jackie somewhere and Latte had just been returned to the shelter. And she's like, he'd been living in a home and and she needs a home and three, just three cats. And then he decided she needed a buddy. And I I don't know what happened after that. (laughs) But it happened. You turned him into a cat lover. And yes. And I dare you to walk out where his computer is, where he sits at night to work. I dare you to find him without a cat on his lap. (laughs) So back to your house, Peter, like that. Cat, copy hole that's next to you. Did you buy that or did you build that? Did you build all your own pieces? Yeah. Oh, so we build most of them, but no, this one actually is made by one of our biggest supporters. It's uh, Square Paws. Uh huh. And it's a uh, uh, Mario who owns the company. He's, a, he's an architect in New York and he makes amazing cats. Yeah, I love that. He did Billy Joel's house. Uh, really? He made a cat tree that looks like a piano. Billy so Joel's makes- a cat lover. We got to get him on the show. <laughs> I love him anyway. He makes amazing cat things. So he made this oh, one. Awesome. He built most of them. Uh, we also sell cat kits, uh, catwalks, for, you know, simple kits and stuff. But, you know, there are so many incredible systems now you can get online that, that aren't, they're not a lot of money and they're modular. And, you know, we started with three catwalks. Uh-huh. And now I have over 300 linear feet of them. I love your catwalks. I need those. I love them. They're so cool. That tree you've got paint. It just... Listeners need to go if for no other reason than to check out and see you. You, there's no way to explain these just miles of catwalks all we, over connecting rooms. Do, and we need to do a Facebook live or something with you where you just walk through the house, yeah, and show us all this and stuff. show every although you probably have videos on your website that that show all that, don't you? There are lots of videos. We've, we've been fortunate enough to be interviewed and, and filmed from all over the world. And they oh, are really good videos on there. You can find them on our website. My it's problem with those kits that you're talking about, Linda knows this. I'm famous for getting things in the, in the mail, packages, boxes. How many cat lady boxes do I have that I haven't opened yet? I get so busy, I don't open them. And then how long did I have that cat tree in the box? Well, yeah, and, and I sent you- I never put it together. I and then she and that. Nikki came down and I'm like, you guys, job one, put that together for me. <laughs> 
And then I had sent you the cat house, the cardboard cat house with the scratcher. They sell them on Amazon. They're so cool. It looks like a little house. And yeah, my the scratcher at the it. bottom and it retains all the shavings. It's amazing. So I sent it to her. So then my son and I came up to visit her last summer. He's 15. And yeah, there it is in the box. So like, he, Cameron, can so you put that he, together? It was his job to put all this stuff together. And yeah. <laughs> oh, I also ordered an outdoor hot tub. And I timed it so it would be delivered when they got there. So he would put it together for me. I'm bad about putting things together. I need to hire somebody to come in and just do this to my house. Yes. Yes. Well, That's why I'm looking at you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> well, your contracting firm come all the way to South Carolina for a job. <laughs> sure. If, if, if we could fly and, and you could yeah. fly, we would go. Yeah. When the time comes, we can all move about comfortably yeah. again hopefully well, yes. you're in california right yeah we're in santa barbara california i lived in los angeles for 10 years i wish i had known about you when i was out there i would have been up there in a heartbeat looking at your house meeting your kitties we welcome lot you know visitors come all the time and i would love COVID it is, uh, just the memory we, we hope to do that again oh that would be wonderful we love it yes yeah, so, I, lo I love my cats, but I love every cat in the world. So I never have enough of meeting cats. When I go into, I'm very shy, naturally. That's why I have Linda with me too, because Linda's a lot more gregarious than I am. That's so fancy talk for Linda's a big mouth. Well, yeah, but I love it. But whenever <laughs> I go to someone's house, the first thing I do is look for their cat or dog. And that's where you'll find me. If there's a cat or dog in the house, that's where I am. Yeah. Actually, all of our cats, uh, Rescues come from a local shelter called Rescue Cat, uh -huh. which is an amazing shelter that they take in animals and they'll do whatever it takes to save them. And uh, <gasps> Love it. owner, owner uh, Jeffney calls me when she has a kitten that is hard to place and, and then I take them. Otherwise, I don't go there because I, I want to save them all. Me too. And often when I go to adopt, we adopt two at once because kittens do better, as you said, in pairs. They do. I'll go there, drop two, and then we'll end up with three or four. In fact, two years ago, we, we ended up with a, another kitten that was in the cage next door. Oh. Through saying, you know, take me, take me too. And her name is Bokumo, which in Japanese means me too. So uh, I love it. They pick you. They do. I spent years volunteering with uh, Save a Life Rescue. They're in uh, Lancaster, California. And uh, I was doing all their adoption events at the Putco in Los Angeles on, um, in uh, Westwood. And some of the cats, that's how I got some of my cats, because they would not be doing so well at the adoption event. And they would reach through the bars, you know, and the lady who owned the rescue, Diana, she'd be like, you got to take that cat home. That cat just chose you. You got to take that cat home. So that's kind of how I ended up with so many. And then when I moved back here to South Carolina, my mom runs the Humane Society of Lancaster, South Carolina, which is a very small outreach. They don't have a facility, but they partner with uh, the Lancaster County Shelter here. So then the director of the shelter would call me. Oh, I have this kitten here with a dangly leg. She's three weeks old. I have to euthanize her. Will you come get her instead? So yeah, Smoochie's here. And I'm like, okay, where's her brother? I'll take her brother too. So that's kind of how I'm a foster failure. I can't foster. Once they yep. cross my threshold, I'm like, they have a home. Why put them through the process of leaving my home where they're comfortable and going into another home where I don't know what's going to happen? And, you know, then give another cat a chance. They're comfortable here. So that's why I can't foster. If I take them in, they're mine. That's, that's yeah, just the way I, it is. Great respect to fosters because I would. Oh, be I know. I can't do it. I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I and couldn't either. Need that, that is greatly needed. So, 
No, it is greatly needed. And, and I, I admire people who can do it, but it tears your heart out every time. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There are people who can do it and that's great. But yeah, that's, it's not me, but yeah. So, Hey, Peter, what is so, one tip somebody at home who maybe can't totally catify their home, but they want to do something to make sure their cat has some kind of enrichment that isn't too costly. What would you recommend is the one thing every cat needs to have in their home? So cats like to climb and they don't care whether they're climbing on a cardboard box or a really expensive piece of furniture or a shelf. So just give them places to climb that the cat feels safest when they're up at, up in a high point with nothing behind them. That's right. what they like. And when we build catwalks, we make sure that there's always two ways out, right? So you don't want to leave them to a where they cornered or they won't feel comfortable there. But it doesn't take a lot of money. It just gives them space and you can let them climb on furniture, as I said, boxes, anything to let them get up high uh, and, and they'll be happy. You know, a lot of my catwalks, they're beautiful to me. I'm a builder, but the cats don't care. They just, they just climb on. <laughs> I saw That's Linda's true. light bulb go on ding, ding, ding when you said two openings. That's the problem she's having in her house right now with guarding. Yeah, we were having problems with one of my daughter's cats um, constantly pooping outside of the cat box. And it's like, I don't know what the problem is. So then we decided we, we were adding extra litter boxes because we had just gone from seven to 11 cats and we got one without a lid and she would use that. So we decided, okay, the lids are a problem. And she's, she's small. They call her their dumpster baby because they found her in this trailer court. Somebody had dumped her. She's probably always going to be small, probably from lack of nutrition for early off. But yeah, she was living off scraps and trash. And and she's quite the little food. Be very careful when eating around Shadow. Because she's the one that very... took the chicken leg out of Nikki's mouth. Yeah, she yeah. Put, put chicken in her mouth and the cat went zoom by and took it right out of her mouth. <laughs> she's just scared that she's not going to get her next meal. But she's being really bullied in the house. Not, I mean, no blood or anything, but yeah. Yeah, she's that kid in the class that gets picked on. And so we found that, yeah, she didn't like the covered box. She's in there. There's one hole. She can't see out. She can't jump over the side. She's really done for. And then one day she came in, she was standing by the litter box that I added in my bedroom that I swore I would never have a litter box in my bedroom. And, yeah, me uh, too. I hate uh, and the dining room. And uh, she's standing by that box and she's like crying. And I looked at my daughter and I said, Nikki, find out what's wrong with your daughter. And so she looks and I said, is there another cat around? No, nobody's around. Well, then she moved my bedroom door and Deadpool, that little turd was sitting there like, <laughs> you know, like, and she's going, <laughs> I can't poop. <laughs> That's why some cats, they prefer an unlidded box so that they have the ability to escape out of the other side, right? Yeah. If, if you have a lidded box, they've got just one way in and one way out. And with, with multiple cats, you know, we have 26, so we have, Covered boxes and uncovered boxes, and and we, we I do too. Litters because cats are different and they change over time, and mostly you have to adapt to them and not try to make all cats follow one rule. Right. And sometimes you know, with twenty six cats, we have cats that don't always get along, and most of them do, and we never give up trying to keep everybody introduced. But there are some cats that we just keep separate. Sometimes you just have to accept the cat as they are. I don't keep anyone separate, but there are those cats that keep themselves a little bit removed from the other cats. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Hi, baby. Look at that beautiful <laughs> kitty. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio, you got to check it out on YouTube because that is a beautiful cat. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So pretty. Looks kind of like a long-haired Smokey, my Smokey. It, I was just thinking it looks like your Smokey. Yeah, we have four long-haired cats that normally uh, they get haircuts. 
uh, mm-hmm. because they can't keep themselves from getting matted. Uh, but with COVID, that's not happening. So they're just turning oh, in. But it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I can't imagine. I complain about the cat hair in my house. 26. Wow. <laughs> we have five rumbas that uh, run every day. <gasps> That's awesome. I know I need to invest in those. I had one years ago. And at that time, I only had 10 cats and my cats were scared of the Roombas. Oh, I just like them. They play with them. I've seen that. I've seen on YouTube kitties like sitting on the Roomba riding it around. They even turn them on. They walk across the buttons and they're, they're running. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I need to do that. <laughs> so anything that we haven't covered that you want to make sure you've put out there to everyone, all the cat lovers? Um, just, and I'm repeating myself, but anyone who's been touched by FIP, signing up for $10 a month is a huge difference. We can end FIP for all cats within a year if we could just fund all this research. And it, you know, it's helping human research too. For sure. Uh, and, then, and then just people who like cats, uh, check out our videos because we're on Instagram, Facebook, you know, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yeah, Look I, up for Zen by Cat, zenbycat.org. Yes. I'm going to become a member. So is Linda. And I will definitely write about, I usually write a blog to go with my shows and I will definitely put all the links in my blog and blast Thank it you. out there. I have a nice little email list too that we email out our odd contact list. So we email out whenever we release a show. You know, these times are tough and I know any expense is horrible, but seriously, 10 bucks a month. I mean, don't don't order that pizza. Don't have that latte a couple days, you know, 10 bucks a month. And you get a a shirt for 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, and you don't know when it's going to affect you. Like, you know, we took boo-boo in. We certainly didn't know he had FIV. And the more drug, I'm assuming the cat drugs work like people drugs where, you know, so-and-so has the brand, you know, Viagra used to be like 600 bucks a pill. And then they come up with the generics and then they get cheaper. So, you know, us helping that can turn around and help us. We don't know what situation we're going to get into. And actually, that's a good thing. I want to tell anyone with an FIV cat, contact me and I can, you know, I don't sell drugs and sell them, but I can connect them with groups that awesome. can help them at least know their options, you know, because we're not selling. some people can't afford it. And it's it's heartbreaking. They find out that they can't afford it. And that cat has to be euthanized. But at least we want them to know their options before they make that heart. And I know what it's like to have a cat that has a disease that's not treatable. Um, my Sadie, I wrote a book called Sadie's Heart about losing my Sadie. She had ventral septal defect, which there's only one at the time, there was only one surgeon veterinary surgeon in the world that did operations on VSD, but Sadie's condition was too far gone, but it was 20 grand. And I'll tell you, if he told me she could have had the operation, if she was a good candidate, I'd have found a way to raise that money. Yeah. A lot of people use GoFundMe accounts to help pay for drugs and it works. And can I say one more thing? Yes. Yes. Not really related, but you know, currently I have a cat being treated for lymphoma and and we go for chemo every week. And I just want to tell everyone that actually animal hospitals and animal veterinarians and techs are just as overwhelmed because of COVID as people. Sure. And and there's a lot of crowdedness and it's hard to get appointments and and they're overworked. So be kind to them. Things aren't going as smoothly as everyone wants and they are just as stressed as people doctors. You know, my vet now, you have to wait in your car and then they come Mm -hmm. out and get your pet. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's just uh, when I took the Cookie Monster for her weekly chemo, they had 17 pets for chemo that day and <gasps> not even space to your pet was being kept in the pen because they were overwhelmed and they had no answer, right? You can't tell a chemo patient, come back. Uh, yeah. It's overwhelmed. So be extra kind to them like you are to people, doctors. Yes. COVID is affecting. A whole nother topic, a whole nother show, but yeah. there's so much cancer 
in cats and dogs these days more than I ever remember when I was a kid. I don't remember any cats or dogs having it. There's more cancer. There's more diabetes. There's more heart disease and asthma than ever before. I don't know why that is, but it's just astounding to me. Yeah. I want to put out a call to everybody that loves Peter knows Peter and everybody that follows Rita to, to just sign up for that 10 bucks a month. If it becomes overwhelming for some reason, you can always cancel it. I'm sure, but sign up and give it a shot because you know, this could be the difference between your cat having to be euthanized and getting a medical treatment that isn't so expensive because we funded the research. Yeah, it could I be mean, your cat somewhere down the road. It might not be the, your, a current yeah. cat you have, but you know, you never know when you take in a kitty what is going to happen or what the cat yeah. has. And the treatment we have now is because years ago, people donated. Uh, and at that time, their cats right. had died and they still donated. So that's why we ask people, help us. Absolutely. Even back yes. when I had a diabetic kitty, it was back when there was not pet insulin. We used human grade insulin back then. It was so long ago. But because like you said, people donated to those other diseases and research that we have those good treatments for those diseases. And we need to have the same thing available for FIP. Yes. Thank you. Thank so you visit zenbycat.org. Why can't I say that? <laughs> I'll have it on the website. And I want to thank you, Peter, for coming on. I'd love to have you on again. I want to encourage everybody, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, wherever he is. We're on and Mark, thank you for coming on board at the last moment to record this show in Zoom so we can You're have welcome, a beautiful video for everyone. And Linda Hall, so glad you're back as my partner. And glad to be back. Hey, COVID can't keep us down. <laughs> no way. Just remember, everybody, every day is Catterday. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>